You want, you're asking for a thing that they know how to make and they know how to consistently make, and then you can tweak it a little bit. That's, that's basically how every business that's super successful runs. This is Working On Your Business, Not In It, a show that helps you reclaim your free time and build your business to run itself. My name's Scott Somerville, and my mission here is to disseminate the secrets that I've learned along the way about running a business, whether big or small. I started off with small businesses and, you know, trying and failing and whatnot. And what I learned was that these these secrets, these whatever you want to call them, they also apply to larger businesses. The, the main difference is that in the small business world, you're going to have to be more strategic. You're going to have to apply your resources in a way that creates quicker and more effective impact than just getting your name out there and hoping for the best, right? I spent some time working for a government contractor and was higher up in the organization. And what I saw was that all the things that I had learned being a small business owner, not only did they apply to larger organizations, but the the failures or the impact was far greater when you made mistakes, uh, now we don't have as much runway as small business owners. You, you're going to run out of capital and run out of time much quicker. But the, the nice thing is that you kind of have a, a little more of a playground. You got a little more of a lab to mess around with without like having to worry about a hundred people losing their jobs. So one thing that really became apparent to me was we have a tendency to think, okay, I'm going to provide this a la carte service. I'm going to do everything under the sun to try and produce revenue or trying to produce profit. And the tragic side effect here is that you are going to run out of capital much quicker than if you just focused on one thing. If you know like what it is that you do as a business, right? What is it that your business provides that another business can't? And obviously there's like, there's like a hundred brands of soda in the, in the uh, grocery store or whatever. There's a lot of competition, right? So you're going to have competitors. You're not going to be the only business doing what you do, but should you be providing a a la carte service or trying everything under the sun to produce revenue for your business? Or should you focus on one sort of core main offer one or two offers right and then really get good at that and i think the latter is actually the way to go especially if you're a small business and you don't have a ton of divisions and and you can like write off do all the boring tax crap that that larger businesses can do but anyway providing an a la carte service is going to one not let you get the type of data you need to really hone in on a excellent core offer and you're going to have to like reinvent the wheel with every client it's really this this like trap that you can fall into because you think oh well let me just do whatever i need to do to make revenue and if that person wants me to do this random thing then of course i should do it but what you don't realize is that on the back end you're going to you're going to produce a lot of one like extra overhead you're going to fail at a higher rate and you may actually like piss that client off because you don't know how to like fulfill their need um 
I used to do this all the time when I was first in dog training. I would take on dogs that I didn't really know how to help, right? But I'd like take their money and really like try. But I, I always had to like refund them or go, I don't know, I don't know how to fix this, right? There, there is that line you have to ride because you do need to get experience and whatnot, but it's especially bad in, in dog training because you could get seriously injured, right? I ended up apprenticing and like learning from people and all that fun stuff. But there was that period of time where I, I, you know, it was questionable. (laughs) Looking back, I shouldn't have been doing that. So if you, if you really focus on one main core offer, you can refine that and focusing on who is the right client to be purchasing that offer and really help them succeed, you know, produce results, produce that impact in the market that you're trying to get instead of going, okay, well this time, and you know, it's like that meme with the lady with all the math going on around her head. That is horrible. (laughs) Uh, If you want to scale your offer too and provide a consistent experience, one or two core offers is, is by far the way to go here. Um, so there's this dude named Frankie Finn. Uh, he wrote beyond the agency box. And the way he puts this is customization versus custom. Think like, think like going to McDonald's, you know, and, and we all have this like bad taste in our mouth about McDonald's. We don't want to be McDonald's because, you know, McDonald's is cheap or whatever. But as I've rambled about in other episodes, you kind of have a couple of options as far as com- uh, competing in the marketplace. You've got price quality and convenience and mcdonald's is super convenient you can go there one window they take your card and the next one you get a bag of food and you don't even have to get out of your car but the thing is that hamburger that whatever you get it's the same thing they got little numbers even you're like i want the number thing and then you can customize that thing but you're not you're not like oh well i want you to make this thing you've never made before uh i I want a I don't know. I want a filet mignon from McDonald's. I, I, you want, you're you asking for a thing that they know how to make and they know how to consistently make, and then you can tweak it a little bit. That's that's basically how every business that's super successful runs. Now, we don't have to be McDonald's as far as quality goes. You can be convenient and high quality. You can't be convenient, high quality, and low price unless you want to like you know, all your hair to fall out or something, but you you can still provide that consistent experience and the high quality product that you are known for if you focus on a few of the things that you do really well instead of trying to provide a billion different services at this high quality and very convenient uh, offer right so i am here to like beg you if you are doing the a la carte service to stop doing it pick the couple of things that you really do exceptionally well and focus on those package them together package a complete solution together and then charge a premium price for that product something you know you can do really well every single time and don't focus on charging less than your competitors charge as much as you possibly can but do it really well and and be consistent know in your heart of hearts that you can do it the best in your market, right? No more a la carte. (laughs) So 
customization. How can you tweak your offer so that you kind of like do the work once and then get paid for it over and over again? Another Frankie Finn quote. But like in my dog training business, in the beginning, I recorded everything. I recorded myself training my own dog or training clients' dogs that I thought would be good examples for future clients, right? Me making mistakes, for example, there's there's all sorts of mistakes that happen in the dog training world. Those mistakes allow me to go, hey, watch this quick little video. You're probably doing this thing. You're probably making the same mistake. Don't do this thing. Do this instead. And that saves me like three hours worth of work, you know? I can still charge the same amount. I'm still producing the same result at the end, but I no longer have to spend the time doing that thing that I do over and over and over and over and over. So how can you, as a service provider or a, a products person, do one thing and then batch it or systematize it and then not have to uh, do the same thing over and over? I'm a big Warhammer nerd. I guess I'm going to admit that on this podcast too. But uh, Warhammer is like this super nerdy game where you like, it's, it's just like war game, right? And you, you paint dudes and... It's so nerdy, but anyway, it's relevant here because when you're you're painting your Warhammer dudes, right? There's kind of two two schools of thought for painting them because you have to paint like hundreds of little models, right, for these giant games you play. And one school of thought is you paint every model to its like final point, and then you move on to the next one. And when I was young, I used to do this and it would take me so long. And at some point, I don't know, it just randomly clicked. But what I do now, it's been it's been years since I've really sat down and painted a ton of them. But you use one color. So let's say I'm going to use five or six colors on the entire army I'm painting, right? You use one color, you go all the way through every model, and you get that color done. Then you use the next color, et cetera, et cetera. And then you you finalize each model and you do the finalization on each like because it, it's 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 an army so they all have like the same little like items and stuff and you just go through it that way and what you find is that you get done faster and everything looks more consistent so if someone was like going to pay me to paint a warhammer model right or an army what i would probably do is figure out a system in which someone else does most of that base stuff and then I do all the f finishing touches and make it personalized to whatever that person wanted me to like customize their army to look like right but the the base colors and all that stuff that's going to be done either by someone else or I'm only going to like paint this certain type of color scheme over and over and over and over and I get really good at it and I create this system where I don't have to do a bunch of the work. So, you know, it's going to apply different to every business. Uh, I am a big services guy, so I always, I, I tend to look at things from a service business point of view, but there's ways to do this with everything. You know, you got like an Etsy shop, you can batch your orders, you can make the, the same item over and over in a more effective and efficient way. Uh, it it's It's pervasive. So, Look at your product or service, one, as the system that creates it, and then two, how do I make this thing in the most effective and efficient way? And and don't, you know, if I'm painting this particular type of army and someone comes, hey, can you come paint this other thing? 
can you come paint my house? And be like, no, I can't. I can't paint your a mural for your wall or I can't paint your car or whatever. No, I'm sorry. I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to be the best at it. Let them go to someone else and you set up your system to find all the Warhammer nerds that, that need help paint their armies. If you are finding this content valuable and if you're a Warhammer nerd as well, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The reviews really help us learn what what you like and what you don't like. And it also helps other business owners find this content and helps them escape the hamster wheel, the grind of just now I'm successful, but success is a trap, right? It means the world to us that you take the time to listen. And if you find that you're struggling implementing some of these strategies, Head on over to InnovateYourBiz.com and my team and I, we would love to help you out. I know that it can be difficult to, to know, but to do, right, is a whole nother thing. So knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing, and we would love to help you do. Thank you again for listening to this, and I hope you have a great week.